1: Welcome to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. Please
0: welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. All right, welcome in. This is the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. I am with Matt Verderam as always. This is Patrick Allen, Matt Good win for the Chiefs, really good win uh, against a very good team, against a Hall of Fame quarterback. Really cool to see mahomes breeze won, maybe the only time we'll get to see them. Uh, but a cloud hanging over the game, Clyde edwards Elaire, got twisted up into splits, is what Coach Reed said after the game. X-rays were negative, which is good, but sure looked like he maybe tore his groin to me. Uh, have you heard anything on CEH yet?
1: No, no, I don't think they know yet. They're going to have to do an MRI and some things like that. Um, they'll have to get imaging. And they'll I'm sure we'll do that back in Kansas City. Um look, I'll say this. The first relief, because they rolled him out with a hip slash leg injury. The first relief is that he didn't break his hip. I'm assuming that, considering they're saying x-rays are negative. Now, did he dislocate his hip? That's what happened to Bo Jackson. That's what happened to Tua. If he dislocated his hip, that's a really, really serious injury. However, I've talked to guys who have told me in the past that pulling a muscle sometimes is more painful than even tearing one. Just like some, you'll see people say, well, sprains sometimes are worse than breaks. Maybe they got really lucky and it's a really bad pull and he's out a month. Now I'm not saying that's the case. Maybe he's out all year long. I have no idea, but my point is we should just wait because I've seen stuff like this. We've all seen stuff like this that looks just awful. And then you get, well, you know what? They got some ice on it. They got some heat on it, whatever the case may be. They're going to have a month until they have to play in the playoffs unless they end up playing in the wildcard round. So there's at least that shadow of hope. But yes, very tough injury. Hoping all the best for Clyde Edwards and Lair. And also, look, this is why you signed Le'Veon Bell. This is why. Depth matters. It really, really does, and you're getting a good look at it right now.
0: And nothing against Daryl Williams that if we were sitting here right now saying, oh, we got Daryl Williams and Darwin Thompson, who I sometimes forget is still on the roster. That's not a great feeling going into the playoffs, especially because from what we've seen, some of these really good teams with good defenses, the way that they play the Chiefs, the Chiefs' trump card is that they can run the ball this year. And when they want to, they did it against Buffalo. They did it against the Saints tonight. They can take control yeah. on the ground. So here's hoping Clyde is is okay, or he's obviously not okay, but here's hoping it's not a, a terrible, terrible injury, is not as bad as it looked. We'll see. We did see Patrick Mahomes' knee pointing the wrong way last year, and he came back in three weeks and won the Super Bowl. So let's hope for something uh, like that. All right, Chiefs win 32-29. to 29. Uh, They it, it was a push if you took the Chiefs. Uh, it was a uh, minus three heading into the game. The over won It was at 51 and a half. So predictions, I had it Chiefs 27, Saints 24. So I got the the margin right. Verim, you were close there as well. Chiefs 31, Saints 27. And this was another game where it got a little tight at the end, closer than you would have liked to have seen. But as you like to point out, and I think it's really smart, Matt, the Saints never had the ball at the end of the game with a chance to win or tie. Right, right, right. And, and yeah. this has been a, a thing all year long.
1: The Saints, and I'm looking at Lee Sharp tweets this out. He does a nice job. He does some, uh, some, some work over a pro football focus. And he did tweet out a win probability chart of this game. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know all the math behind it because I don't. Their win probability was never, ever below 75% uh, after the Hardman touchdown. In fact, it was never below 80%. So... Look, I am. No matter how much I cover the league, and I get you know obviously paid to do that. I'm a fan. I grew up a Chiefs fan. Everyone who listens to this knows this, okay? And I don't believe in well, you got to renounce your fandom to cover the league. No, I don't. I said it's covered fairly. The Chiefs, they they made me want to drink Clorox when they were putting Ben Neiman in coverage on fourth and two. Like really, to the point, I was like, what in God's name? Steve Spagnuolo is a very smart man. He will he will forget football, more football than I will ever know. I don't pretend to have any knowledge anywhere near that level. And you know what? I don't even blame or get mad at Ben Neiman. It's not Ben Neiman's fault. He's not good enough. It's not his skill set. It's like asking an offensive lineman to run a wheel route. Like, it's not fair. The guy can't do it. I don't I don't give a you know what anymore about whether or not they think Willie Gay knows the system. Enough. I don't care. And you know what? If you don't think that, then for the love of God, put a safety out there who can cover Jared Cook in that spot. Do anything. Anything is better than watching Ben Diemen try to run with Jared Cook. It's not fair to the guy. He cannot do it. Um, that said, that was about the only moment in the game I really got stressed out, other than, of course, just the Edwards-Alaire injury for other reasons. But, you know, look, they, they were in control most of the game. They really were. They got up 14-0. Oh, the other play that made me want to actually not only drink Clorox, but survive enough to drink a second bottle – was the Demarcus Robinson play before halftime. which, yeah. might, which if, that, if that's a touchdown, <laughs> oh. that is the singularly dumbest play I've seen all year long from anyone in the NFL.
0: Incredible. I but shrieked. They, you know, I shrieked, just go down, and as soon as I got the words out, he fumbled the ball.
1: Patrick, like, there was to nowhere God, to go. The, when the ball, if you remember on the play, the punt gets off, it hits in front of him. Right. I was like, oh, that's great. Like yep. That's great. Nothing bad can happen. And then he picks it up and just starts running sideways. And my father yeah. and I, father's down for, for the holidays, He's, we're just screaming at him like, "Just fall over! You're not going to yeah. score!" And then, of course, of course, the ball comes flying out. Thank God, Anzalone has no hands and knocks the ball out of bounds. Think about that. That's a five-point play. How much? How many points did Chiefs win by? Like that might have been the difference. Yep. He is really an was. idiot. Fall on the ball or just get the hell away from it and go down. But in any event, look, overall, I thought they they did well enough to win the game. We'll get into some of the issues I I do have. Look, defensively, the red zone defense is just a catastrophe. I Mm -hmm. mean, again, today, four for four. They just cannot get out of there with giving up three points. Um, And... You know, they had some missed opportunities, a couple of drop picks. Some of that will happen. Some of it can't happen at times. And then offensively, listen, Mahomes was so so by his standards, although he made some huge throws and they needed him to. And they had some drops. They were not the most polished team, but that's what makes them so great. Like they just beat a really good team on the road. I know Brees looks like crap. I get it. They beat a really good team on the road and didn't even play all that well. Like that, you know, that's that's why they're who they are. They're 8-0 now on the road uh for the year, and they've beaten the Saints the dolphins, the ravens, the bills and the buccaneers.
0: A bad resume. I think Not they'd make bad. the college football playoff. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> so, look, the, the offense struggled a little bit early but to your point. I was I was frustrated with them as is per usual, and, but if you actually look at how the offense played, if you look at Mahomes' average only at 5.4 yards per pass, that's you know we'll get to their adjustments in a second, but if you actually look at these stats, if I told you before the game the Chiefs were going to have 92 plays to New Orleans' 52, that the Chiefs were going to have five penalties to New Orleans' ten, that the that the um, that the the time of possession was going to be 41:14 to 18:46 in favor of the Chiefs, and that the Chiefs right. were going to get 34 first downs to New Orleans' 14, and that they would out gain them in yardage 411 to 285. How many, how many points would you say you thought the Chiefs were going to win by? 20. Yeah. 20. Yeah.
1: And, and that's why it's so frustrating at times with them. And, and look, we're, you know, as Sam Mellinger, who's a terrific columnist over at the Star, likes to say, like we're nitpicking. These are first-world problems, and they are. Yes. Okay. But, yeah, like, there is some of that. You watch them, and you're like, I just don't understand why these games have to be like this sometimes. Now, I do go by my credo. The Shanks never even had a shot to tie the game. Like, ultimately right. – it was not that close for the game. It really wasn't. It feels close because you're invested and you're nervous, but it really wasn't that close. But you do just sometimes go, "My God!" Like it, it's just it's such a struggle. And then, like of course, too. And look, I, and I'll be honest. This is probably not going to be the most popular take in Chief Land. This this was, in my opinion, every bit as much on Mahomes. And of course, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not in the I'm not in the meeting rooms. But the fumble that set up the Saints' third touchdown. They're in a blitz look the whole way there. They're in press coverage. They don't press a lot. They had they were creeping up around the line of scrimmage. And in that situation, you know they're trying to force a turnover because they need one. If you're Patrick Mahomes there, that ball's just got to come out. That ball, yep. and he drifted back, and he drifted back. And Fisher, who had a brutal game, but look, give the guy credit. He's trying. He's out there with a back injury. Andy Reid just refused to help the guy the entire game. And I'm not trying to make excuses for Fisher, but holy hell. Can we chip the guy? Right. Anything? Like so you get in this situation where they blitz, Mahomes holds on to the ball too long, he gets sacked. Thankfully he wasn't hurt. He got walloped on that play. But he ends up getting up. He's obviously fine. But to me, that was how like they kept them in the game. I think if the Chiefs had just thrown in completion or taking a sack and punted there, I think the Chiefs don't ever really let the game get close. Because I don't think the Saints would have driven down the field twice. But it's just you know that, it's a short field. Chiefs are terrible in the red zone. All of a sudden, bam. It's a, it's a one-score game, and now you're, you know, you're reaching for the uh, Tylenol.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. All right, we're going to take our first break. On the other side, we're going to break down a lot more of the X's and O's in this one. We'll talk about the defense, a little bit of special teams, and then we'll set the AFC playoff field for you. All right, we are back. All right, let's, let's get more into this. So the Chiefs, they did a really nice job here. This is a good football team they are playing and a really good defense. And early on in the game, the Chiefs got off to a slow start. They were a little bit confused. The Saints were dropping everybody back into coverage. A little bit stubbornly, the Chiefs weren't weren't running a lot early, which was causing them some of those problems. But they came out after halftime to their credit and adjusted really nicely. What did you see out there, Matt?
1: So I thought, look, defensively, the one thing they were able to do, they didn't blitz a ton. Most of their blitzes were on third down. They did a nice job of passing off coverage. If you're watching some of the replays where they kind of gave you a little bit of an all twenty-two look, you could see, you know, the corners were really riding the the, the the trail position on the receivers, passing them off to the safeties. Breeze was Breeze was terrible because he just flat out I don't think he's healthy, but he was also terrible because the Chiefs did a really good job covering their receivers. And of course, they didn't have Michael Thomas, um, Jaquan Smith, their third receiver, was out for part of the games and out of the lineup. But I thought the Chiefs did a nice job. And let's be real. Their pass defense usually is fine. Their coverage is the strong suit of their team. And I thought it was, again, Snead had a pick. Matthew should have had a pick. Breeland could have had a pick, although it would have been a tough play. Um, they did a nice job. I thought the Chiefs' adjustments were, were good for the most part. Defensively, their big problem is when they get in the red zone. They just cannot get off the field. If I'm no, I'm to the point, literally, whatever you think is the best call, do the exact opposite. Because it can't be any worse. It cannot be any worse. Maybe you'll just screw some team up that's ready for a tendency and you just break the tendency. Um, they got two games to, to figure some stuff out. Because they – look, the biggest thing that comes out of this game, not to jump ahead here, but now that Atlanta game means nothing. Now right. you won one of those NFC games. They, they, they beat the Chargers. They're the one seed. End of story. Now they, they could be the one by the end of next week. If they were to beat Atlanta, they eliminate Buffalo from the one seed contention. <laughs> Okay, from one-seat contention. And then, and then it, Pittsburgh plays Indianapolis. So if they win and Pittsburgh loses, good night, they're the one-seat. You know, so but uh, they're, in, they're in good position. They really are.
0: How did you think the Chiefs' offense adjusted to what the Saints' defense was trying to do to them early in the game? It seemed like after, after the half, Mahomes, really, they started running some rubber routes. They, they, they weren't getting quite as much pressure on Mahomes. I know the fumble came in the second half, but it felt like the Chiefs made a nice adjustment at the half.
1: Well, they ran the ball more. I think it was the first thing they did. You know, my dad and I, so we're watching the game together, and both was like, why are they not running? I mean, there was one point in the game they called 26 plays and 23 of them were passes. It was just ridiculous. Look, when you're watching football, and I, and I know, listen, I'm not any smarter than any of you out there listening, but just to, something I picked up on the lines of, of talking to people and whatnot, if, if you see the defense come up to the line of scrimmage and they got six or less guys in the box, run the ball. Obviously not at starting 15, but like on a normal down, run the football. And the Saints early in that game were playing too high. They were daring Kansas City to run the ball. And Andy just wouldn't run. They would not run the ball. That's why Mahomes is throwing with all these tight windows. Guys are getting crushed. That's why. The Saints were begging them to throw the football. Once the Chiefs started running the ball, Romo even mentioned it. All of a sudden, they start bringing the safety down. It opens up more in the passing game. Now, all of a sudden, you can't double two guys. You, you, you can't condense as much as you'd like to on those intermediate routes. And all of a sudden you started seeing Hill get open and Kelsey get open and Watkins get open, even Hardman. Um, I thought that was the biggest adjustment. They ran the ball and I thought some of the passes were shorter. And so all of a sudden you marry those two things. Pass rush becomes a little less ineffective. You know, you can, and and by the way, you know, everybody's just going to say the offensive line sucks. I, I didn't totally agree with, I thought Fisher was terrible, but I also think he's hurt. Andrew Wiley did a great job on Cam Jordan in that game. A great, to the point he got so frustrated, he hit him. Like I, I thought Andrew Wiley was fantastic in that game.
0: Yeah, I think his reputation precedes him. I I, I, I jo- half-jokingly sent a tweet out at halftime saying that Mahomes should immediately, as soon as he gets the ball in the second half, should immediately sprint away from Eric Fisher's side of the, the field. And I, a couple of people clap back like, oh, then he's going to go over to Wiley. like You think that'll be any better? But I agree. I thought Wiley was doing a nice job. And, and by the way, that tweet wasn't to knock Fish. Fish is Iron man it out there today, right? He's, He's doing the best he can. You, you know, he he really was. He was getting stood up. It, you got a back injury. You could just tell. And, and let me just say real quick, you know what? There are no There's no such thing as
1: guys in NFL who are soft, okay? I, right. Anyone who thinks an NFL right. player is soft, I defy you to go play five snaps and see how soft you are after that. You're probably a pretzel. Um, Eric Fisher, there's a lot of guys who would not have played with that injury today. There are a lot of guys, especially in a game, that they didn't have to win. But he feels a personal responsibility to keep Mahomes clean. Like, that's – give Eric Fisher a lot of credit. And, you know, he's caused a lot of crap over the years in Kansas City. How important was he last year? Remember when he didn't play for two months, what they looked like trying to block? Eric Fisher matters. And now, like, they need to, by all means necessary, they need to win this number one seed and get to the bye. They need to get healthy. Fisher's a little dinged up. Hill's been dealing with that hamstring a little bit on and no off. We'll see you with Edwards Alaire. The initial news is good, no broken bones, so that that's good. And then we'll see where it goes from there. But you know, they, they need to get healthy. That is, and they're not they're not really banged up by you know considering everything that happens in the NFL. Mitchell Schwartz, we don't know. They've been really quiet on that. I've had a million people ask me this week, what's going on with him. I've dug around, and it's it's just real quiet. It, it's and also this is just my opinion. When it's that quiet. I almost wonder if, if they don't even really know, you know, it's just day to day. Yeah. It's just a wait and see. How does he respond? Backs are tricky. So we'll see, but Hey, any week you can buy is a good week. You know, that that's huge. So, you, you know, you move on from there.
0: They've been without the best right tackle in football for a number of weeks here and they still haven't lost. They're 13 and one. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. And, you know, by the time the game was over, CEH, 14 carries, 79 yards. He averaged 5.6 yards per carry. Again, this is, I believe we talked about the number one ranked rushing defense coming into the game. Yep. Thought uh Le'Veon Bell, 15 carries, 62 yards. That's four point one average. Not bad at all. Had that nice touchdown. Yep. Patrick Mahomes obviously broke th- broke free for one. He carried it seven times for 37 yards, which was really smart, especially the way the Saints were driving back with the high safeties playing Kansas City. Uh, Daryl Williams got three carries, not even paying much attention to that. So on the running back front, I, I think I know the answer to this, but I, I want to throw it out there to you, Matt, because I'm sure a, a lot of Chiefs fans might be listening to this and wondering, is there any possibility that Damian Williams can come back or play this year? or you know, you opt out. That's it. You're done.
1: I don't think he can come back. I, I'll double-check on that. I will. I'll check with the legal office. I don't think he's eligible to play. I think once you opt out, I think there was a cutoff point. Um, right. I, I don't... I, I, again, I'll double-check. I'm not 100% on that, but I don't think he can come back and play.
0: That's a shame because... <laughs> Yeah, the the vaccine is here. You know, he he took it. I I remember uh, he did it for you know family members who were high risk and wanted to make sure that they were safe. Totally understand that. So um, we will see, Uh, but probably not. Going to have to roll with what they've got. There's probably not anybody out there walking around on the street that the Chiefs can count on for meaningful snaps. But I wouldn't be surprised if they pick somebody up. All right, so. On the receiving front, pretty balanced day by the, the Chiefs receivers. Kelsey, eight receptions for 68 yards and a touchdown. He was targeted 12 times, only caught eight of them. Again, credit that that New Orleans defense. They had Pat under pressure all day. Hit him a lot and made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't want to see that again. Um, Sammy Watkins had a nice game, made some key catches, four receptions for 60 yards. Tyree Kill obviously finds a way to always get it done, six for 53 and a touch. And then our old friend Demarcus Robinson caught three balls as well. Uh, what was your What were your thoughts? And oh, and and the McCall Hardman catch, we got to talk about that.
1: The throw and the catch were both just ridiculous.
0: Unbelievable. I, I don't well, know what I you mean, do if you're a defense. You can't. You, you know what
1: you do? You walk off the field because yeah. there's no adequate defense for that. <laughs> I mean, first, of all, when he threw that ball, I thought he was throwing it to Watkins. And then I saw Hardman, but it was kind of dark in the Superdome down that corner. And I, I my initial reaction was he just threw an incomplete pass. And then I saw Harden with the ball. And I, I was like, I, I I think if he caught it, he was in, I think. And then they showed the replay. Like, that's just a ridiculous play. And that's the second time those two have linked up on a play like that. They had one earlier in the year with a two-point conversion against the Chargers where he threw that ridiculous pass, like, through the matrix, between, like, five guys, and Harden caught it with his fingertips. Uh, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. But but that's what it is with them. As frustrating as it is, and I just talked about wanting to drink three things of Clorox when I watch them defensively at times, but like that's what makes them 13 and one. Like, who the hell else could make that play? Maybe Aaron Rodgers, maybe. And if it's not Devontae Adams, who's catching that ball for him? Nobody. Like, it's just a ridiculous play. That the throw that Mahomes made, the first play after he came back from getting sandwiched on the fumble, that throw to Hill was bonkers. Like he had a window the size of a hockey puck. And whistled it in there. Hill makes a great diving catch, holds on to the ball. It, that's the kind of stuff that is fury as infuriating as they can be at times because they're inconsistent. They make mistakes. They overcome it because of that. Like right. there's a half dozen plays with them every game. They have no earthly right to ever convert a play or convert a third down, and they do it. And they do it because they just are able to make plays that literally no one else on earth can make. And it it it
0: saves them quite a bit. And I thought the defense, by and large, played pretty damn well today. Obviously, Brees isn't 100. percent I've not yet figured out why Sean Payton had Drew Brees throw the ball 34 times and only ran the ball 17 times. Alvin Kamara only had 11 carries in this game. It's absolutely mind-boggling. Credit the Chiefs. Look, Kamara was still very productive because he's Alvin Kamara, and you're just you can only contain him. But 11 carries, 54 yards, 4.9 average. Didn't get any touchdowns rushing. He did have three catches for 40 yards and a touchdown, and that weird play where they 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 all about four Chiefs got to him at the five yard line, just decided to escort him into the end zone. Don't understand what was going on there, but in general, yeah, he's the one guy. Hold the story, you holding hands
1: and just skipping in the end
0: zone. <laughs> right, it was unbelievable. I was like,
1: oh, they've got him yeah. stopped, and the next thing yeah. I was just walking in. Like, eh,
0: it was crap. so bizarre. But I mean, let's look at like the overall performance here. This is the guy who can wreck the game for you. And they didn't let him wreck yeah. the game. His, his longest rush was 11 yards. Okay. And um, his long of, of the 40 yards receiving that he had, he had that one pass for 21 yards. He was targeted six times, yeah. only caught three balls. So, I, I mean, hats off to the Chiefs. They did a great job neutralizing the, the, the biggest threat on the team.
1: No, listen, they did a nice job on Kamara. Kamara a great player. Not a good player. great player. And they gave up 94 yards to him. So what? You're not losing with that, especially especially when that that, that reception you talk about, the 21-yarder, was right before the half, and they were willing to give up some yards. Um, you know, I, I don't worry about that. Look, they gave up 60 yards rushing, three and a half yards to carry. The Chiefs ran for 179 yards and a touchdown in the game. Kansas City runs like that and stops the run like that. Good luck. And that was in a game where, hey, Mahomes didn't have a great game. They dropped some passes. Okay, they they fumbled the ball three times. Only lost one of them. They fumbled actually. They lost one, and they the other one was a safety. Which again, um, I'm going to go ahead and guess it. That's not going to be a great film review moment for Demarcus Robinson in the uh, in the old film room on Monday. Uh, But you know, look overall. So here's a few things I did want to highlight because I talked about some stuff earlier, like the red zone that bothered me. Chiefs only took five penalties. That's not bad. Singh took ten, as you mentioned. Okay, They were even in the turnovers. Chiefs had 34 first downs to the 15, like you said earlier. But here's one stat I really wanted to hone in on because I think it was a difference in the game. The Chiefs on third down were 9 of 18. It's 50%, which is great. You run 50%, you're top of the league. The Saints, and the Chiefs came in today defensively 18th, I believe, in third down efficiency. The Saints were 1 of 11. If the Chiefs are good on third down, and they get pressure. And I thought today, look, they, they did a pretty good job. I mean, they, I would have liked to see seen more than one sack, but they affected Breeze quite a bit, I thought, in the game.
0: They seven hit brushes. him seven
1: times. Yeah, like they hit him seven times. That, that's good. That's a good job by them. If they get pressure, they bottle up the run, they don't take penalties, okay, and they, and they play well on third down, they're going to win the game. They're going to win the game. Even if Demarcus Robinson tries to sabotage them on the dumbest play I've ever seen, they're going to win the game.
0: Yeah, it was a really nice job by them. And, and another not- notable stat for, for them is that they were four or five in the red zone. They had been struggling coming into this. Yes. We talked about it. I said, I thought, Hey, look, it's just, it's just an off weird streak. They'll get back to normal. And uh, they did. It was a very good job by them in the red zone. So let's talk real quick about Lejarius Sneed. He did give up the touchdown. You don't like to see that. He, he kind of got lost. He was trying to find the ball. Look, he's not the first guy to get burned by Drew Brees in the red zone, but he had a heck of a game. He had a sack. He had a pick. He's just a playmaker, and that's going to matter more and more as he knocks up, continues to knock off the rust and heads into the playoffs.
1: That, that kid's doing a great job. Like, I'll say one thing for the Chiefs. Their draft class looks like it's going to be really good. Well, Jerry Sneed can play. That kid, off man, man zone, he's good at them. the blitz. Like with Jerry Sneed, is going to be a really good player for them. I, I genuinely, I would be. I, I think he could legit, legitimately be a Pro Bowl level talent for them. Uh, our friend Jeff Allen is tweeting out; he thinks he's going to be an All Pro at some point in his career. Wow. I mean, I, I, I think, I think he's going to be really good. He's already very good. And then you know, listen, Clyde, Clyde's been very good for them. Uh, obviously, hurt now. We'll see how if he can come back, but. He's been excellent. Uh, I, I think they've, they've really, they've gotten a couple guys this year who have really performed well. Uh, you, you've got to be, you've got to be happy with what you've gotten out of this class. So, and those are just a few of the guys. I think Willie Gay, when he gets more time, will play well also. But, um, and by the way, t- total side note, I just, I wanted to mention this earlier. I'm glad to see Stefan Wisniewski back in there. That guy was a difference maker for them down the stretch. And Mahomes knows he can trust him because you trust him last year, all through the playoffs. I, I'm telling you right now, if I'm the chiefs, he's not coming out of the lineup. He's staying at guard. And, it, and, you know, I'll tell you another thing. If they get Schwartz back or Remmers and they like Remmers better at right tackle than Wiley, which I probably do, I'd slide Wisniewski to center. I'd play him at center. I'd have Alec Reddy on the left side of him. And I'd have, I'd have uh, Wiley on the right side. And then I would, I would roll with. I'd roll with Remmers and obviously Schwartz is back Schwartz. Or if you want to keep Reeder in there and then, and then bench Wiley. But I, I'm playing Wisniewski. I'm playing him 100%. I think the kid, or the, the guy is he's a good player, and he brings an attitude for them.
0: Yeah, it's easy to forget that Kansas City lost to yes. a long time ago, and he's he was playing, playing well. really well. So uh, the offensive line has been through a lot this year. They've continued to adapt and adjust. Hopefully they can heal up here. Would you consider sitting Eric Fisher for this Atlanta game? On one hand, you really need him healthy for the game against the Chargers, if possible, and for the playoffs. On the other hand, you got to protect Patrick Mahomes. What do you do? <laughs> yeah, you protect Patrick Mahomes. What you do? Uh, look, it depends.
1: They don't need the game. Although, like I said, there's a scenario that's not crazy that they could certainly they 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 could win it, and it would help them. Um, the Falcons are not good. They're four and ten. Uh, they, they are two and four on the road. They believe here's the crazy thing about the Falcons. They're four and 10 and they're plus two in point differential. They just lose every possible way. Um, and, and, and look, they're a weird team. Ryan's not played well down the stretch. He played really well the first half of today. Like every Falcon seems to do it, and Then just craters in the second half, but defensively they don't get any pressure on the quarterback. They're 25 sacks in the year, which is actually, I think about what the chiefs have it might be exactly what the chiefs have but they don't have one guy with four sacks. So you're not facing a front like you're facing with the Saints or even the Chargers Week 17. I think it's a question. If, if Fisher feels as good or better than he felt this week, I'd play him. If he doesn't, I might – but Remmers can return. I might go with Remmers and Wiley and just tell Mahomes, we're getting the body of your hands as fast as humanly, as humanly possible because you need Fisher against the Chargers.
0: All right, let's take our last break. And on the other side, we have to give away some arrowheads and we'll put into focus for you the AFC playoff race. All right, we're back. Vertram, let's give out some arrowheads. Who earned their arrowhead for you today?
1: Andrew Wiley. And I, I know a lot of people will say, well, Andrew, Andrew Wiley. I already talked about why. I think he played a very good game because he very, very, I mean, Cameron Jordan's going to be a borderline Hall of Famer, a very good player. So I thought to me, he certainly gets one of the arrowheads. We could do this every week. Mahomes, eh, okay, he played an okay game by his standards. He made some great throws. He, you know, he, he struggled a little bit. Again, I think part of that is he's just, he's, he's, we're terrible around him at times. Um, but I'd go Remmers. And I think you got to go with somebody on the defense. Listen, I, I I'd give it to Snead. Three pass breakups, a quarterback hit, uh, you know, the, the pick. You get a sack and a pick, you got to get an arrowhead. So I, I think he deserves one. Also, I I thought quietly, quietly, I thought Breland had a good game. A Couple of pass breakups, uh, yeah, he did a nice job. But yeah, I, I'll, I'll go Snead. I'll go Wiley.
0: I'm going to go a little off the radar here. A guy that a lot of people probably weren't thinking about in this game. I'm going to give an arrowhead to Tommy Townsend, six punts, 243 yards. This is a game where the chiefs moved the ball a lot, but they also got stopped a few times and he put them inside the 20 three times. He had a 61 yard punt field position was really important in this game because the, the saints were out of sync on offense. And Tommy Thompson really helped him out, so he gets my Arrowhead for this one. And I'm going to also throw one over to Nicole Hardman because that catch on look, it was a brilliant throw by Mahomes. It's it's like it's 80% Mahomes, 20% Hardman on that play. But it was a difficult catch, and if Hardman doesn't stop work, like if he doesn't keep working, Mahomes is toast. There's nowhere to go with the ball. He throws the ball out of the back of the ends, and they probably end up kicking a field goal. Correct. Effort's important. Effort matters. And that was a big difference maker in this game. So Hardman makes some mistakes here and there. Drops. But he gets my arrowhead. All right. Let's, before we wrap things up, take a look at the AFC playoff update. So the Chiefs still have the number one seed. They are at 13 and one. The Steelers still hold the two. They're 11 and two. The Bills are just shellacking teams. They're the three seed at 11 and three. I know they're not playing the best competition. Do you think this is a different Bills team than the Chiefs faced earlier this year?
1: Yes, they're better. They're, they're better. Defensively, they're better. They're not great, but they're better. And Allen was in a little bit of a funk when the Chiefs played him, and Allen is playing lights out. They're the best team in the NFL, not named the Kansas City Chiefs, period. Not the AFC, huh? the NFL. They're the best team. Um, I would still pick the Chiefs to beat them because I don't think they have a good pass rush. I think against the Chiefs, that's just death. That is just If you can't get home against him, it's just an absolute death match. But I'll tell you right now, Chiefs don't start playing better defensively in the red zone. Uh, they better score 30-plus in that game they're not going to win because the Bills are moving out. Look, the, the matchup does favor the Chiefs in some ways. We can get more into that they play each other. But, like, the Bills don't run the ball well. They don't pressure the passer well. What the Bills do very well is a lot of what the Chiefs do well. They, they, they move the ball via the air. They got a pretty good line, especially in the pass blocking. Tredavious White's great. Their safeties are really good. they got coverage backers. Like the, and the Bills can do some of those things. The problem with the Bills, I think the Chiefs are about marginally to just significantly better in just about every single aspect of the game because they're, they're similar teams. But the Chiefs are just a better version of them in a lot of ways. I think Buffalo's the best team in the NFL outside of Kansas City. You want to argue the Packers? You could argue the Packers. Don't waste my time with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's not better than Buffalo. Maybe they beat them. Maybe they beat them in a one-off game. But they're not better than them.
0: High praise. In the four seed, you got the Tennessee Titans, who are doing that what they do, uh, what they did last year, which is lean on Derrick Henry down the stretch. Although Ryan Tannehill had, I think, five total touchdowns today, he's playing well when uh, they run the ball. Tannehill plays well. They're ten and four, but boy, look out behind them. They they got the Colts breathing down their neck. So interestingly, the Colts are the five seed. They're ten and four as well. Titans have the tiebreak right now, but the Titans still have to play Houston. Who's not a good football team, but as a wild card, you're playing to Sean Watson. You have a chance to lose and the Packers, the Colts have Pittsburgh, not going to be an easy game for them and the Jaguars. Right. Then you get the Browns who are playing the giants right now. As we're recording this, they're nine and four. They've got the jets and Pittsburgh in the sixth seed, the dolphins won today against Patriots, a little bit of a surprise just because of how good bill Belichick is against rookie quarterbacks. Dolphins are a tough, scrappy team. They're nine and five, and they got Vegas and the Bills. Not an easy stretch for them either. And then the Ravens on the outside looking in still. They just absolutely annihilated. Who the hell did they play today? Was it Cincy? No, they played Cincy week seven. Who's that? The no, Ravens. One? Yeah.
1: They played Jacksonville.
0: Jacksonville. That's right. Yeah. So they killed Jacksonville. They've got, they've got the Giants and Cincinnati they're going to win out. So the only way they don't yeah. make it is if all these other teams in front of them continue to win and looking at their schedules, it's going to be difficult uh, for the dolphins probably to beat the bills. And you could see the Browns losing to Pittsburgh. You could see the Colts losing to Pittsburgh. But it's going to be interesting. It's that it, the Ravens are going to be coming to the playoffs with a lot of swagger, uh, but have not, pl- will have not have played a good team in a while since they played the Browns. So that they game was key. They want, look,
1: I'm telling you right now, the Ravens would be a problem for Buffalo because Buffalo's run defense is bad and they they could do some things against Allen because they're they getting pressure so much. Buffalo wants no part of Kansas Or uh, Baltimore wants no part of Kansas City. None. They can't throw the ball. They cannot throw the football. And the Chiefs have shown time and again, they will stack the box, they will take away the middle of the field, and they will force him to throw the ball outside. Does that mean they couldn't beat him in a, in a one-off? Hey, look, anything's possible. They blitz everything Baltimore does and does everything Kansas City wants them to do. It's just an awful matchup. Now, I think Buffalo, they could have some success, a little bit more. Allen's not as good against against the Blitz as Mahomes is, certain things. But I think if I'm the build, that is the matchup I don't want. I don't want them coming in there and him running like crazy. The Chiefs are more built defensively to be a fast team. They're not always great defensively, but they're built to run Buffalo, a little older, a little slower up front. I, I, I don't think the Bills want it. The Bills would much rather get like Indianapolis. I think that's a much better matchup for Buffalo um, or certainly a Miami. Uh, Cleveland, to an extent, I think the Bills would carve them up. I, I don't think the Bills want the Ravens. I do not think they want any part of them at all.
0: It's going to be really interesting as we move through the holidays here and the new year. These last couple of weeks of the season are going to be fascinating in the AFC. I'm really looking forward to it. We'll be back a little bit later this week, but probably a little bit earlier this week than we normally do because our Thursday recording time is on Christmas Eve. We're probably going to skip that, so uh, we'll get you we'll get you a little preview for the Chiefs Falcons game coming up this weekend. Maybe a little Chiefs, Wednesday action, yeah. Maybe a little Wednesday, a little Wednesday recording. But hey, man, look, the Chiefs are 13 and one. They're the best team in football by a good bit. They've got the best player in football, and they—they've got the best head. I think they've got the best head coach in football right now because as, as brilliant as Belichick is, he doesn't have Tom Brady anymore. So I think I think right now, Andy Reid's the guy you want calling plays for you. All right, uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. We want you to head over to Apple Podcast. Make sure you leave us some questions over there for our midweek episode. Just leave us a written review, five stars, of course, and leave that question, and we will answer it live on the podcast. If uh, if, if we don't hear from you, have a happy holiday. But again, we'll be back in a couple days to get you ready for the Falcons game. From Matt Vertorant, my name is Patrick Allen. Thank you for listening, and as always, go Chiefs!